0: well hello and welcome to super great kids stories wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry recommended for ages 5 to 105 i'm kim and i love stories Hello and how are you this week? I hope you're doing okay. As they say in Zimbabwe in Southern Africa when they greet each other, I'm happy if you're happy. As you may know, our theme at the moment is trickster stories. The tale today is from West Africa and it's called The Blind Man and the Hunter. I first heard this story told by storyteller Hugh Lupton, and he heard it from Duncan Williamson, a well-loved Scottish storyteller. You can get a text edition of this story in a beautifully illustrated book called Tales of Wisdom and Wonder by Hugh Lupton. Tricksters quite often have magic powers. I wonder if you could have a magic power, which power you'd like. Would you like to be able to fly? Or to change into different creatures? Or would you like to be able to make yourself invisible? Have a little think about what magic power you'd like and why, while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I wonder what your magic power would be. Would you make yourself invisible? Or would you like to breathe out fire like a dragon? Well. Here is our story for today. It's a wise little tale from West Africa called The Blind Man and the Hunter. Shall we start it in Hausa, which is a language spoken in quite a few West African countries. We've done it before, see if you remember. I'm going to say Gatanang and you're going to say Tajo Majita. Gatanang Gatanang Are you ready? Tajor Magita. Mouth open. Story jump out. Long ago in Africa there lived a man who couldn't see. He lived happily with his sister in a round hut with a thatched roof in a village which sat on the edge of a beautiful forest. And in that forest there were many wild animals. Every day the man would sit in the shade outside their hut, listening to all the animals and insects. He knew the sound of grasshoppers calling to their young to come and eat, and he could hear the call of a hungry lion two villages away. And he could make out the sound of hummingbirds beating their wings as they drank nectar from flowers. Hum, 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 hum. He was very wise and people would come from all the villages round about to ask for his advice and they'd clap their hands in amazement at how wise he was. Hey brother, how come you know so much when you can't see? And he would smile and nod, ah, I can't see with my eyes, but I can see with my ears. In that same village lived a hunter, a hunter who was very proud, a hunter who was very skilled with the bow and the arrow. Every morning he'd head out into the forest singing a little song to himself. Oh, a-hunting I will go, I'll take my spear and bow, I'll set a trap and catch a beast and never let it go. Well, as time passed, the hunter fell in love with the blind man's sister and she fell in love with him too. And soon there was a great wedding and much feasting and much singing and the hunter came to live in the hut with the blind man and his sister. Every day the hunter would get up early and go out deep into the forest tracking the animals. And as he went along, he would sing his hunting song. Do you think you can join in the song? Oh, ah. Hunting, I will go. I'll take my spear and bow. I'll set a trap and catch a beast and never let it go. And at night, he'd come back with meat to eat and stories to tell all about his day. One night, the hunter was chatting away about his adventures in the forest when the blind man said, Brother, brother, tomorrow let me come hunting with you in the forest. I can help you. But the hunter laughed, You? How could you possibly help me? What use is a man with no eyes to a hunter? My brother, I'm fine. I do the hunting, I bring the meat, my sister cooks it and you can stay here chatting to the old women and children and that's how it will be. Oh dear. But every day the blind man would ask. Please, please brother, tomorrow let me come hunting with you in the forest. I can help. But the answer was always the same. Brother, what use is a man with no eyes to a hunter? Be off with you. And the days passed, and the weeks passed, and the months passed, and every evening the blind man would ask, Please, please, brother, let me come hunting with you tomorrow. I can help. And in the end, one night, after the hunter had caught a plump, delicious gazelle, and they'd all eaten well, he gave in. OK, brother, since you refuse to listen to me, tomorrow you may come hunting with me in the forest. But just this once, mind. So, the next day, the two men set off. The hunter offered the blind man his arm and he sang his hunting song as he went along. Can you help me? Oh, a hunting I will go. I'll take my spear and bow. I'll set a trap and catch a beast and never let it go. But as the sun rose higher, it got hotter and hotter and hotter and the singing stopped. They walked and they walked and they walked until suddenly the blind man tugged at the hunter's arm. Shh, he whispered, a lion just in front of us. (gasps) The hunter froze. He looked all around, but he couldn't see a thing. He strained his ears and he listened, but he couldn't hear a thing, save the rustling of the breeze in the trees. Oh, it's okay now, the blind man said. He's finished eating. And now he's settling down to sleep. It's safe, my brother. We can continue. And the two men walked very quietly along the path. And sure enough, to their left was a great lion, stretched out, sleeping under a thorn tree. (coughs) They tiptoed past. Shh, 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 shh. But how did you know? the hunter asked Because, said the blind man, I can see with my ears. And so they went on their way. But after a while, the blind man tugged at the hunter's arm once more. Shh, brother, watch out! There's a bull elephant ahead. Ah, it's okay, brother. The elephant is playing in the water. He won't hurt us now. So, quietly they went along until, sure enough, they tiptoed past a bull elephant squirting muddy streams of water down his back in a waterhole. Swish, wash, whoosh. Swish, wash, whoosh. Splish, blosh, splash, Splish, blosh, splash. As soon as they got beyond him, the hunter asked, But how did you know? Because said the blind man I can see with my ears and they carried on deep into the forest until they came to a clearing let us set traps here said the hunter he set one trap and he showed the blind man how to set the other we'll come back tomorrow and see if we're in luck said the hunter the hunter offered the blind man his arm ah it's fine thank you brother I know the way now and so he did He walked ahead of the hunter and the hunter walked along behind him, singing his song. Are you ready? Oh, a-hunting I will go, I'll take my spear and bow, I'll set a trap and catch a bird and never let it go. The next morning, the two men set off bright and early to see what they'd caught. And sure enough, when they reached the clearing, the hunter could see they had both caught a bird. The hunter had caught a small brown bird while the blind man had caught a beautiful bird of paradise with all the rainbow colours of the world upon it. Wait there, said the hunter. I'll go and fetch the birds. When the hunter saw the rainbow-coloured bird, he felt a little bit jealous. A blind man will never know the difference, he thought to himself. And what do you think he did? he gave the blind man the little brown bird and kept the fine rainbow bird for himself. Well done, he said to his brother as he took out the birds. You've caught a bird on your first day. Very good. Here, take it. And he handed him the small brown bird. The blind man nodded and said nothing. Together they walked along the dusty path of red earth towards the village. They walked and they walked and they walked and as they walked, the hunter looked admiringly at the beautiful rainbow bird. But he felt a bit uncomfortable and as they approached the village, he asked the blind man, ''Tell me, my sister says you are very wise. If you're so clever, tell me this, why is there so much anger and hatred and war in this world?'' And the blind man replied quietly, Brother, it's because of people like you who take what is not theirs. And the hunter turned red with shame. I'm sorry, my brother. I thought you wouldn't notice or care since you couldn't see the birds. But I was wrong. Here, take this bird. It's yours. The blind man nodded and accepted his bird of paradise with all the rainbow colours of the world upon it. They walked along in silence for a while longer, and then the hunter stopped again. So tell me, my brother, so many people in this world take what is not theirs. Is there any hope for us? Oh, yes, said the blind man, smiling. There is hope because there are people like you who can admit they've made the wrong choices and they learn from their mistakes. And the hunter put his arm round the shoulders of the blind man and together they walked back into the village. And from that very day, the two men became the best of friends and the finest hunters in all the land. And if anyone asked, blind man... How is it that you're so wise? His brother-in-law would answer because he sees with his ears and he listens with his heart. And that's the end of that story. Mouth open, story, jump, back, in. wonder if you could gobble up that story and make it your own. Tell it to someone else share it with a friend or a brother or a sister. Thanks for listening to that story and an especially big thanks to all our listeners in Cape Town in South Africa. One of the beautiful things about making this podcast is hearing from you and lots of you've been getting in touch with messages and inspiring us with your reviews and pictures so it's time to dig into our bag of happies and say some big thank yous to some of you who've been sending in inspiring drawings of our stories and who posted some really kind and funny reviews thanks to imogen who is 5 from Wolverhampton for your amazing picture of the magic orange tree Thanks, Imogen. It's a bright and magical picture. I love the orange floating in mid-air and all the colours you've used for the tree. I hope the song didn't stay stuck in your head forever. And thanks to Isabella, who is five from Dublin, for her magnificent picture of Baba Yaga's house. Isabella is so into our stories, she thinks she'd like to be a storyteller when she grows up. Marvellous, Isabella. Welcome to the family. I wonder if you tell stories yet to your little brother Harry. I imagine that he'd really like that. And five-year-old twins Orion and Luna from Farmington in Utah have sent some remarkable pictures. Orion, tiddilink, looks so full with all the water he's drunk. And Luna, I love the red paper you've drawn your picture on and all the characters you've drawn. I can tell you really listened well to the stories. And great writing, too. And music teacher Katie Wyden in Adena, Minnesota, has sent lots of beautiful pictures of the stickwoman story, drawn by her second and third grade music students while listening to the story. Well done, all of you. Just brilliant. So pleased to see all your very different pictures. And siblings Orion, who's six, and Elliot, who is four, have been colouring up a storm since they got their Super Great Kids Stories Colouring book. They've shared with us a picture which they coloured together of the story, How the Rainbow Became. I love the way you've coloured in the hot, dry earth in red and brown, and contrasted that with the blue water which the rainbow snake is shaking onto the land. Really nice that you both got to work on it together. And if you'd like a copy of our Super Great Kids Stories colouring book, look for it on Amazon. And Jude, who is five and a half, has been kindly colouring pictures for her sibling Elliot, who is three and a half. Jude has drawn two orange pictures, Fox at a Party and the Magic Orange Tree. I really like Fox's yellow eyes and his tigerish-looking tail and terrifying teeth. And your orange tree, Jude, is so stylish – very kind of you to draw them for Elliot and to share them with us. And Isadora, who is six, has sent a delightful picture of Nora and the ackee fruit. I really like the way the sisters are carrying the ackee fruit on their heads. And the way poor old Nora is stuck down in the river with the waters rising. Great writing to Isadora, thank you. And seven-year-old Emma has sent a very animated picture of El Cangrejo the Crab King. I love the Crab King's palace at the bottom of the pond and all the little creatures in the story. Such great imagination and a good eye for detail. Thanks so much for sharing it. And four-year-old Leo from Indianapolis has drawn us a fabulous picture of how the rainbow got into the sky. I love the way you've drawn all the different colours of the rainbow snakes stretching across the page. And is that rain which he created which is just starting to fall in the picture? And Tej, from Nairobi, has drawn a picture of the story owl. I really like the owl and her eggs and the very red cloud. Very imaginative drawing. Thank you, Tej. And Luke, who is seven, and his sister Natalie, who is five, are living in Tokyo in Japan. And they like listening to our stories when they're heading out in their camper van towards the mountains. How lovely is that? Luke has drawn a beautiful picture of the fish and the star. I like the fact that you've drawn them in the same colours to show they have a connection. Thank you for sharing your picture. Oh, and five-year-old Buggy from Columbia in Tennessee has drawn a fun picture of the fearsome creature in the house. I love all the little creatures you've drawn, including the not-very-scary creature and your brilliant frogs. Thank you, Buggy. More thanks coming next week when we have two stories. One on Thursday, which is our St. Patrick's Day bonus story, and one on Friday. I wonder if you could draw a picture of the rainbow bird from today's story. I've been posting your pictures on our Facebook page if you'd like to see them. Go to facebook.com forward slash stories. And if you'd like to send us a picture, send it on Facebook Messenger or scroll to the bottom of our website, supergreatkidsstories.com. Where you can attach a picture at the bottom. Thanks to all of you who are supporting us on Apple Podcasts and on Patreon and giving us one off donations on Ko fi. Thanks to August, Christine OH, Ranjit Jala, and Rihanna We rely on your donations and subscriptions to keep producing Super Great Kids stories and to pay our storytellers. If you'd like to support us to get stories without ads and early, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you'll find on our website at supergreatkidstories.com. Or you can give a one-off donation on Ko-fi. And another way of helping is to share a review. We've had some really kind reviews this week, so thank you to Ruby, who is six, and Lily, who is four, in Ireland. And to Leah Hess, And to Maya, who is seven, thank you all. We love reading your reviews. It puts a spring in our step for the whole day. That's it for this week. Don't forget to look out for our bonus story for everyone to celebrate on St Patrick's Day next Thursday, March the 17th. Bye for now. This podcast was produced in Wardour Studios in London.